Hey, R&R Tribe, thanks for tuning in to part two of last week's episode, Pressures of Being Curvy. We have gotten such good feedback, especially people just sharing their stories and how they feel when it comes to the pressure to be curvy or look a certain way. And let me tell you, here at Rant and Revelations, we are encouraging you to take or do a social media cleanse. So that cleanse can look like taking some time away from social media, whether it's for a couple of days, a week, or a month, or you can just go through your followers and unfollow people and content that does not benefit you in any way, that does not empower you. Well, I kind of want to bring up something else about the pressure to feel curvy. Okay. We talked about how it started back with the Kardashians monetizing it. We talked about social media. Uh, but I also think there's an internal pressure within the community. Mm-hmm. And within the community, I mean the Black community. Because I feel like as Black women, we can stereotype ourselves or stereotype other Black women. Like, oh, girl, your booty does is not looking right. You, are you sure you're doing them squats? Or like yeah. whatever it is, commenting on other women's body because other women's bodies, because we feel like if you're black, you should be curvy. This is the stereotypical uh, body shape. Yeah. So have you ever experienced pressure from other black women to basically look a certain way? And not how you dress, but how your body is, like genetics, which when you say it out loud, it sounds crazy. What am I supposed to do about the fact that like this, I mean, of course, you can work out, you can eat right, but genetics also play a really huge role. So if I'm just super lean or athletic and muscular, how are you going to be mad at me and tell me, oh, I need to stop lifting weights You need because you're going to start looking like a man? Like, what? That's crazy. But anyway, have you ever experienced other Black women in particular uh, commenting you, commenting on or pressuring you to look a certain way with your body? Hmm. I will say growing up, I was super skinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did experience a f- like a few times where at least to my face or like I took it to heart. Like you remember how back in the day, like in middle school, they would like make you do the um, weight test or they would yeah. weigh you and then give you the test to tell you what your results are. Mm-hmm. So I technically was all like regular, like norm- mm-hmm. a normal quote unquote. Yeah. But you know, I forgot who it was, but someone asked me like, Oh, what did your test say? Like, uh, are you like, what's, is it under, yeah. Are you underweight or whatever? Oh, so wow. I actually, yeah. Growing up because I was so skinny, I was pretty self-conscious mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. very self-conscious like I did not like it I looked up weight gain pills mm-hmm. at a point yeah and I know my friends are doing that now yeah yeah and it was just all I had to do was wait until my metabolism slowed down and go to college <laughs> and I filled out the rest is history <laughs> that's all I had to do I was very impatient I was like but I didn't take the pills mm-hmm. but um yeah college pretty much yeah did the did the trick but yeah Growing up, yeah, definitely. I didn't have a ton of people saying anything to my face, mm-hmm. especially because, like, with Haitians, they more so get on you if you're bigger. Yes, that was if my story. Yeah. At the butt. Ooh, you big, huh? First of all, mind your business. Story. 
that's my story, child. And then what blew me about that is it was never the Haitian women who were like thin or lean or nice physiques. No. They white as can be commenting <laughs> on me. I'm like, bruh, this is, see, and I can't even say nothing because it's a level of respect in our culture. Right. But I really wanted to be like, not today. We both can have to die and walk together. <laughs> okay? Because some of us have a long way to go. And by some right. of us, I don't mean me. But you can't <laughs> say that. Anyway, right. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so while I didn't have a ton to my face, I'm mm-hmm. sure there are probably people saying things about behind my back maybe mm-hmm. because I was skinnier. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, I just... I, a lot of the pressures, which is typical for me, mm-hmm. um, very on brand, all the pressures were internal, internal, <laughs> very on brand. <laughs> Nobody has to tell me anything. I'm good. I got it. You're like, I got it. I can see for myself. And if you don't <laughs> see it, trust me, I know it's there. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Huh. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. I know my friends who are like super thin, they're always trying to figure out how to gain weight, like what protein shakes to drink. And maybe they're going to try this trainer or this weight, um, weight gain pill. And I'm just like, that has never been my case. I've always been fat, overweight. I lost a lot of weight after college. Um, and have been working on it ever since, but I know that like, Growing up, it was always like, oh, you should slow down on the eating, right? And I'm not even a big eater like that. I just, if you see the women in my family, they big. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And when I say big, not like huge overweight, but like they do have like wide hips. They're taller, bigger, you know what I mean? Um, Bigger uh, bust, stuff like that. But um, why did I even bring this up? Oh, this is what I was going to say. So while my story was like to lose weight, I've also seen like this sort of like congratulatory or praise for girls who do, who were skinny and got thick or who were thin and got, or who were overweight and got thick and super curvy. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's almost like, that's kind of weird, huh? Because it has nothing to do with health. It's just like, oh, now I can acknowledge you as a black woman because you have hips and a booty now. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, what kinds of things are we training our young girls to internalize about themselves and beauty and body image? Yeah, you know what? I feel like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not against and I feel like this is a good segue too. Okay. I'm not against surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Okay. I'm against using societal um society's pressure to look a certain way to get surgery that I have a problem with. If you look mm-hmm. at yourself and you feel like there are areas of improvement yeah. that you would like to see and you've been working at the gym or maybe you have and you're like, you know, I just want this little tweak. You know, mm-hmm. like, so, you know, I just had a baby yeah. or maybe, you know, like this is just something that I've dealt with for a while and I've been very, very, very self-conscious. And now like I have the means to make the tweak, you know, right. like I'm not against that, mm-hmm. but I'm against, or not against, but what I feel for is someone who truly hates the way they look and yeah. feel like, like they hate it. Yeah. They, and they feel like they have to look a certain way to make it somewhere. Yeah. 
to like, be accepted I, to be accepted especially those like women in the in particular black women in the music industry mm -hmm. right having to beef the booty up to where it's Oof. super beefy okay <laughs> super beefy hefty 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 okay <laughs> every pair of pants has to get tailored because the waist is so pequeñita you know what i mean because, Not pequeñita. <laughs> because of the industry mm -hmm. you know so like that's for me that's what bothers me but if i feel like you generally just as a person just you want to tweak something about yourself mm -hmm. i'm not against that yeah because yeah. at the end of the day like it's what you see right mm -hmm. have i done that no yeah you know right but if that's how you feel about yourself have i considered it absolutely yeah <laughs> It's crossing my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crossing my mind. Not for my booty, but for the waist. Mm -hmm. Now that the waist is looking a little sick, I've thought about it. You're We've funny. molded over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've molded over. <laughs> like pros and cons here. Right. <laughs> so downtime. Con. Yeah. <laughs> Snatched. Snatched. <laughs> that is very, very valid. And I agree with you on that front, especially women who feel like they have to do it in order to feel pretty or like themselves because surgery is not going. And I'm sure for some women, they got their surgery and they felt in love with their body and they felt super confident, right? Yes. But if it's a deeper issue like body dysmorphia, yeah, surgery will not fix that. So my concern is have we as a society, as American culture, um, normalized body dysmorphia, but just don't have like, we just like, oh, it's fine. It's just alert, a little surgery. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. think like there has to be some kind of mental stuff going on that we're not realizing, that we're not talking about. And I like the idea of if you're considering surgery, you should be talking with a therapist. Mm, so you would say like if someone goes to a consultation or they have had their consultation, one of their, the prerequisites to the surgery is showing that you have had X amount of sessions yep. and have been cleared of body dysmorphia or mm -hmm. any, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that should be a requirement for a couple of reasons. One, to ensure that like you're going on it. So you're going into the sur surgery. So I can't even talk. <laughs> to make sure you're going into the surgery sober-minded, like you didn't make this decision. And I know a lot of people who, um, I said a lot of people, I know a few people who did their surgery and they've done a lot of research. It wasn't on a whim, but right. I think that therapy will help them to make sure this is the right decision for me. I'm doing this because like you said, this is something I've been working at and I'm not seeing the results I want. I don't think this is a quick fix. I don't think I'm going to get off the table and be perfectly fine. I know there's work required afterward and I'm committed to this work. Um, just different things like that because people see, always see the results. They don't see the journey. Right. You know, some people don't want to commit like certain surgeries. It's like a year of recovery. You have to wear something underneath your clothes. You have to get like body massages and things like that. That costs money. Can I afford it? Can I afford the upkeep? Or am I going to do it on a whim right now? And then a year later, be back under the knife because I didn't do it right the first time. Man. Yeah. I feel like that's so tough because it's at the end of the day, that person's decision. 
and it can be their decision. It's not the therapist saying, yes, they cannot do surgery or not, but I still think it's part, it should be part of the due diligence that's being done. At the end of the day, you still get to make your decision, but surgeons should say, hey, I'm not going to operate on you unless you do, you know, at least one session or three sessions with the therapist. And you might get there and not really talk about surgery for two of the sessions, but it came across and it's like, okay, if you get off that table and you don't see what you like, you know, the suicide, the idea of suicide or the likelihood of suicide will like decrease, if that makes sense, because you're like stronger mentally. Mm. Or what a surgeon who's money hungry can argue is that that person may go to that, you know, therapist and figure out, hey, you know what? I do love myself the way I am. Yeah. I am happy with myself, which is great. Yeah. But now I just missed out on 10 rackaroos. That's a there's, problem for the, for the no, surgeon. There's always someone who, who <laughs> doesn't, they do not care. They're going to get that surgery. I honestly feel like this is the business to go into because mm. there will always be, like a lot of these surgeons have wait lists. You know yes. what I'm saying? You can't yeah. go get your consultation and get your surgery next month. You're waiting three, four, five months to do it. So that, that ain't going to be a problem for them. <laughs> That's <laughs> Please. True. That's true. So I don't know. I think this is something that's developing, right? Our bodies are still changing. Right. The, um, how comfortable society, because plastic surgery isn't new, but I think we're coming into a place where people are more comfortable talking about it, being right. open about it, accepting it. So all these things are going to factor. Like five years from now, we may be singing a different tune, but right now, as much as we understand that people can make the decision with their bodies, we, I'm advocating to not make that decision lightly. Right. And um, I, <laughs> we always talk about having the summer body. I would just say, like, the summer is just going to have to get whatever body you give it. I love when people say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, whatever I have. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I have, just accept it. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. I know that sounds super cheesy, but there are so many other things we can work on when it comes to like our spirit, our character, our goals, working out, eating healthy, like changing the way your body is physically made. I feel like that's a lot of work. You could use that energy elsewhere. Hmm. Interesting. So you are not for surgery. Um, no, I'm not saying I'm not for it. I'm saying if you're going to do it, I think the decision should be, I think you should see a therapist first. Okay. Okay. Why so do I want to her. do this surgery? Like, mm -hmm. I think if you want to do it, that's fine. But I, I'm just so pro therapy. Yeah. Just be equipped with all of the knowledge mm -hmm. surround about yourself mm -hmm. and make sure you're of sound mind mm -hmm. before making a big decision, like right. changing the way you look. Right. 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 Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, I feel like that would be, that would be nice. It would be, I feel like there should be, if not some organization that helps people with that, because I, I can't say that that person will be like, oh, well, I don't have the money for therapy. Girl, you got some money. Did you yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's covered by insurance. Oh, so. <laughs> it's not. You're right. Right. So I feel like that would be, it would be nice. It mm -hmm. would be nice for that to be um, an option. But some people save just enough for the surgery because like I said, yeah. I've spoken to a couple of friends who's gotten the surgery and they tell me how expensive it is for yeah. um, post-op 
upkeep. Mm -hmm. And that could be like another $5,000. I'm just making this up. I just picked five because it's half of 10, whatever. <laughs> if the surgery, <laughs> here's my train of thought. If the surgery is 10,000, post-op should be at the very least only half that cost. Okay. I don't know how the industry actually works, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I feel like if they told me five thousand, I'd be like, sure. If they told me ten thousand, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm paying ten thousand dollars for the surgery, ten thousand dollars for post op. Just say you want me to be broke and go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so I was saying, like, I know some people who have gotten their bodies done and they tell me how much like the post op work costs. Somebody might be like, listen, I'm gonna save the exact ten dollars, ten thousand dollars for the surgery, forget the massage forget the, I think it's called like a faha. Yeah. Okay. Forget the faha, forget like going to the surgeon. Like, listen, I'm off the table and we going into Vegas in two weeks. Cause I need to show off this new body and see what a man's at. Girl, you cannot go to Vegas and show the body after two weeks, sis. You, you don't think looking. some people have done it? Absolutely not. The downtime is depending on the like procedure that you get, the downtime is sickening. See? Your body has been opened and moved around and Tightened, reallocated. Tough. Girl, you are not leaving after two weeks. If you are, you are literally like in pieces. Because <laughs> it's, it's a lot. The post-op is a lot. The recovery Ooh. time, I should say. So, mm. yeah. I recommend getting the massages, <laughs> wearing the faha. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Please. Please use the 5000 that Dana has mentioned to us that. <laughs> protect, I look at it as protecting your investment. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And that's why I feel like therapy would help because a therapist should have sense to say, hey, if this is something you're seriously considering, you have to understand there's work here. It's not just the surgeon doing the work. You know what's sad? For me, what's sad is the women who aren't able to afford getting it done here in the States and then mm -hmm. they go out of the country to like the like, Boy, you know, mm -hmm. quote unquote doctors who mm -hmm. just like literally turn them into like something mm -hmm. else and then mm -hmm. they come back a mess or they pass away. I read Oof. a story about a lady who passed away actually. Wow. Um, her and her friend went to, was it Columbia girl? I forgot, but they went to some Latin um, country. Girl, she did not come back. Oh no. You see, that is serious pressure to yeah. be curvy, to look a certain way. Yeah. Like, oh man, that is sad. To go to someone who's not credible yes. or, who, or not doing enough research to see if that person is credible or not to go out of the country. Oh, she was trying to save the coins. She was. Mm -mm. And lost her life. It's sad. It's very sad. So with that being said, shall we dive into revelations? We shall. So my revelation is, is that the pressure to be curvy is real. It's mm -hmm. real, you know, because, or a big chunk of it is because of the pressures of social media, mm -hmm. societal pressures. And I would also say just what is currently shown, I guess that is shown as one of the uh, pressures of beauty. Yeah. Pressures is not the right word. You know what I'm saying though, right? I, I had do. it and then I, I lost do. it. Yeah. Perception of beauty, whatever. Mm -hmm. girl. So <laughs> that's one thing, right? Um, I'm not against surgery. 
I just feel like you need to do it because it is something that you truly want to do yes. and you truly can afford and not because you feel hatred towards yourself or you feel yeah. like you have to look a certain way to be accepted within whatever industry you're in mm -hmm. or because you just feel like that's the only thing that's beautiful, yeah. you know? So yeah, I, I just feel like you need to, my, my final revelation or just to sum it up is that you need to just be content with yourself enough and love yourself enough to know that if you're feeling a certain way about the way you look, it to decipher between, is it is like how deeply rooted is this in me? Mm -hmm. Is it because of what I was told when I was growing up? Is it because like I've been told, I've been called ugly, you yeah. know, X, Y, and Z, or is it truly because girl, like I've been at the gym this whole year and the waist <laughs> refused to go away. Yeah. Yeah. But I got real personal real quick. <laughs> <laughs> she is I. Girl. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was a revelation or more so like a summary of the episode, but hey, that's what I roll with. <laughs> that's what we're going with. <laughs> no, that's really, that's really, really good. I would say my revelation from this episode is all of us feel pressures about different things. Um, but as far as the pressure to be curvy, just practice self-love and self-care. And that can look like choosing to change the way you eat. That can look like working out. That can look like standing in front of a mirror naked and admiring your body so that you feel more comfortable in your skin. That can also mean knowing how to dress for your body type. Oh, that's a big one. Yep. That is a big one. If you dress for your body type, you'll have the confidence you need to maneuver in this world. And that makes a huge difference when you have that confidence. Mm -hmm. So I really, really mm -hmm. like that one. Um, it can also look like uh, unfollowing people who you've chosen to idolize. Yes. Like, just because someone posts their pictures and they've edited, edited it and they look amazing, whether it's real or not, you can choose to unfollow them and not consume that. So subconsciously, you're not beating yourself up over something that's not even real. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say it's so much easier said than done, but just do not give into the pressure. I personally feel like as women, we are harder on ourselves and other women than men are. Absolutely. I feel like, yes, men may like that body type, but at the end of the day, if they like you, they like you. It, oh girl. <laughs> if they girl. like you, they like you. Okay. Drop the mic. Like, when Drop I was a mic. size 12, when I was a size 10, listen, when I didn't have listen, y'all. So my little booty is getting it's coming together because I've been in the gym working it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And before that, I had a booty that was very like average to my body. So I didn't have a big butt. It was just like very proportionate to me. Okay. Now it's like poking a little bit. But when it was very proportionate, nothing amazing about it, still no complaints. Still, you know what I mean? So yeah. at the end of the day, don't allow, I think we need to stop thinking we need to look a certain way in order to attract men. Girl, that's a whole nother episode. I don't think men are that difficult. I think they enjoy double tapping on certain images on social media, but <laughs> listen. It's for the aesthetic. It's aesthetically pleasing. Let's not that's lie. Sick. Okay. 
a girl who had surgery done or who didn't have surgery done and has the smaller waist to hip to butt proportion to boobs whatever mm-hmm. it's aesthetically pleasing it's nice to look at that's it does his girl look like that absolutely no. not and guess what he's perfectly fine perfectly fine with it like the things we just think is like beautiful and we put pressure on ourselves for like the long i know for me so for example this isn't really related to like my physique but my hair right okay. i've always put a lot of like my femininity in my hair just because mm-hmm. that's what is socialized that's what we've been taught so i was really scared when i cut my hair like i would be mistaken for a man or i would be ugly y'all when i tell y'all no complaints they love the bald headedness yeah yes. okay one man told me hair is overrated I'm sure he was, I'm positive he was just talking, but the point is, it's like, there's someone for everyone, literally, and don't allow other people to decide for you what's beautiful or what's not. What do you think is beautiful? How do you feel comfortable in your skin? And then go from there, because what really attracts people, whether that's friends or romantic partners, is confidence. Hello. People like being around other people who are confident in who they are, sure of themselves. Because when you're confident, you're not judging, you're not nitpicking, you're not, you know, bitter. You hyping everybody up because you know you in your bag yourself. Period. Uh, so I'm going to get off my soapbox. Girl, when I, this. <laughs> listen, when I tell you went in and I was here <laughs> for all of it, I'm going to step off this soapbox soap box and just remind you sis you're fine you're a baddie you're beautiful no waist big waist small belly big belly you got the abs you don't have the abs you jiggling everywhere you tight everywhere you are beautiful somebody somewhere likes it loves it okay if you want to make a change do it for yourself but don't allow social media your friends even your romantic partner to pressure you to do something that you may regret later I wish they would. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you said that with your chest. Girl, I wish Brandon would come tell me. I'm like, first of all, where the cash at? Where the cash (laughs) Where the cash at? Listen. (laughs) Literally. Show me where the money reside and we can talk. Because this is an easy fix. (laughs) Okay. First of all. Second of all, you rude. That's fine if you show me the cash. You rude. (laughs) <laughs> can't not you rude yo i would be on the floor i can't even imagine you two having that conversation because what we wouldn't he, yeah man, come on <laughs> especially because your baby came out of me so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i wish this was a visual because i need people to see your reaction and your facial um reaction to stuff that's funny girl yeah, we'll be on here kicking all day, but this is a great episode. I really enjoyed it. I feel like we were like all over the place, but it like still resonated with me. In the best way, all over the, the place in the best way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you guys, you know the deal. Follow us on Instagram at rantsandrevelations.tv. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Please comment on our most recent post and let us know your thoughts around uh, body image and the pressures of social media to be curvy. We look forward to connecting with you and we'll catch you on the next episode of Rants and Revelations. Bye. Bye. Bye.